Praise God. Hallelujah. It's a blessing to be here tonight and have my computer slide off here. Amen. Does anybody have any duct tape? This pulpit is not for people who can't see well. Okay, it's demon-possessed. It is, it is affirmative tonight. It is a demon-possessed pulpit. I want to uh, give a word this morning. I want, to, I want to thank, or this evening, amen, where are we? I want to thank, amen, everyone that's had anything to do with helping me in the last, I don't know, 28 years. Pastor, I think you and Cheryl had a lot to do with that. And so it's a great uh, blessing to be able to uh, minister to you tonight. Amen. I came prepared because I felt there were demons in this pulpit. Amen. I could feel it. I could feel it. We're going to have a good time tonight. I know it's a difficult night for some people. I'm not quite sure why they picked me to, to uh, preach tonight. I'm assuming because it took responsibility and some pressure off somebody else. Why not stick the new guy up there and let him just stumble through it? So I appreciate uh, however that came to pass. Uh, I'm assuming somebody heard from God, but it is a, a great blessing, amen, uh, uh, tonight to, uh, uh, to be in this place, amen. If somebody could find some tape, that'd be a good idea. I want to give a word to our sister, uh, Kirsten, amen. Can I give you a word tonight? Amen. Could you stand? We're going to believe God tonight, amen. How many know God is a good God, amen? He, he loves people. He's got a future, amen. Sister, there's something working in your life, and God really likes it, amen. There's something deep inside that's, that's moving, you're ministering, you're serving God, and there's pains, there's hurts that nobody else sees, but you've been faithful, and you keep trucking along, and you know, sometimes you're asking yourself, boy, I, I, you know, I've got some things over here that are, you know, not quite planning out, panning out the way that I want them to, but God's got a future for you, amen, there's a future, there's nothing wrong with you, amen, uh, the devil will speak against you, you know, speak against your character, speak against uh, uh, some of the weaknesses that you have, but God says, amen, keep on trucking, I'm there, I'm going to bring it to pass, he's got a great future for you, do you believe that tonight, does that help you tonight, amen, let's believe God, let's pray for our sister, God, I pray tonight, God, God, by the power of your Holy Ghost, God, I pray, God, give her, God, a word this evening, God, supernatural. God, in her heart, God, uh, God, we cast off, God, the spirits, God, of rejection, God, every demonic entity against her mind, God, looser tonight, uh, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give God praise. Uh, amen. Tonight in this place, hallelujah. Amen. And so, uh, praise God. I am. Uh, let's turn our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 1. Did anybody find any tape? Amen. So I just realized I can't see. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 1, let's believe God together tonight, hallelujah. I want to look at a very, very short sermon. Thank you, brother. Tape that bad boy down. Do it to it, man. Amen. And so Hebrews 1, 1 through 2, how many know Hebrews? Now put it on the bottom right there. That's where the problem is. There you go. God God bless you, brother. That's it. Don't get it on the keyboard. But how many know God's a speaker, Amen. God speaks. How many ever had God speak to you tonight or any time in your life? Amen. God speaks. He's a miracle working God. I remember. How many remember getting saved? Anybody here remember getting saved? Amen. Just a few of you. Amen. I saw Antonio wave his hand. Amen. I see Markel. And so this is a good thing. How many know getting saved is a supernatural move of God, isn't it? I don't know about you, when I got saved, it was crazy. I went to a bar to go party, to have a, 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 just a, a grand old time. I went there, and it did not work out well. I paid the, uh, the money that was there, and uh, I went inside. And if you guys don't know me, I used to be insane. Amen. Pastor uh, 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 
uh, Lavalley has told me many, many times uh, that is a very verifiable fact. And I got in there and uh, having all kinds of trouble, and God pointed out all these little party animals. You know, they're still there at the college. Any ex-party animals here? You know, the girls are raising their hand. Yeah, I mean, kind of. But uh, used to go to that bar and party all night long, and God, God said, who's crazy? Are you crazy because you're wondering where you're going when you die? Or are all these people here crazy because they won't take the time to think about it? Amen. That's my story. So I left. I went to a different bar. I think I had some older women hitting on me, but I was never very good with ladies. They, they may not have been. I, I really don't know, honestly. But they were in their 30s and 40s. I was 21 years old. And so some guy was thumping a bass up there talking about how life sucks. It was a blues, blues club that used to be downtown. Anybody remember O'Malley's and the Blue Moon, I think it was, years ago? So I left that place because I'm like, this is horrible. This is stupid. I said, I'm going to go party with my friends. Problem is, Steve didn't have any friends. Amen. <laughs> Hard to party with people that don't exist. Amen. Can you give me a little bit more uh, monitor up here? Amen. I have voice problems. But, uh, and so I left that place. Amen. I'm walking down the street, and then I meet, I meet a guy who's now backslidden. Some of you remember him. Thank you. Uh, his name is Jeff. Uh, he didn't even witness to me, really. He just handed me a flyer, said, do you know who Jesus is? I said, yes, because I was a Catholic. Why are you laughing? And, uh, but then he asked me, he said, do you have a personal relationship with him? I said, no. And that was it. No, no heavy witnessing right there. Why don't you just come to church? Ended up going to church, got saved, amen. Pastor LaValle is preaching. He's been my pastor ever since, amen. How many know that is a miracle? But that all took place, not because of something that I had done, but that all took place because God was speaking. God was moving. How many believe that tonight? Amen. He was moving, and you have the same testimony tonight. How many of you have that same testimony tonight? Amen. Your different uh, story is a little bit different, but it is also uh, very much like mine. And God is a great God, and He is able to do uh, marvelous things. Amen. So uh, if you've got your Bibles open tonight, we want to believe God. I want to preach a sermon I've entitled, uh, Amen. Uh, can we talk? Amen. How many ever heard that if you're married in this place? That's a bad deal. Amen. That, that means you've done something wrong. Amen. If you're a man, you, you recognize right away, can we talk means there's some things I need you to do, and I want them done, and I want you to sit down and listen. That, that's the man's translation there. And so how many know God wants to talk to you tonight? How many believe that? We serve a God uh, who talks. Amen. And so uh, let's look at that or this, uh, this evening. Amen. And the Bible says uh, in Hebrews 1, 1 through 2, this is the very first sentence of Hebrews. It says, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake, in times past unto the fathers, but by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, and by whom also he has made the worlds. Amen. So let's think about this. The Bible tells us that thousands of years ago that God did what? He spake. Amen. And the Bible says that when he spoke, amen, he spoke uh, through the prophets. How many know that is a testimony for everyone that's ever lived uh, after that point, saying, you know what, God is a speaker, amen. How many believe God speaks? He speaks loud and clear sometimes, doesn't he, amen? And so this is a testimony written down in the Bible for us that God speaks through the prophets. And he says, hath in these last days, that means more recently, God has spoken to us by his son. How many know that's Jesus, amen? So I want to establish tonight, God doesn't have a problem speaking, amen. How many, how many agree with that? 
Thousands of years we have a testimony that God is able to speak in multiple ways through his creation and to his creation. Amen. How many know Jesus said, if my disciples don't worship me when he was coming into Jerusalem, what did he say? I get, man, these rocks are going to cry out because I'm worthy of what? Worship and to be honored. Amen. And so God has no problem speaking. Jesus speaks very well. Amen. We know this uh, if we look at Acts 17, 26 through 27. Have you ever asked yourself why there are other nations? Amen. Why are nations formed? The Bible tells us that nations are formed so that they would have an opportunity to seek after God. Amen. That's why God made us, that we would seek out and we would get a hold of Jesus. Amen. It says uh, Acts 17, 26 through 27, And he hath made uh, of one blood all nations of men, for to dwell on all the face of the earth, and hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation, that they should seek the Lord, if happily they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. Amen. How many know that's an interesting thing? How many ever felt far away from God? There may be some people in here tonight, you're like, I ain't seen him in six months. I don't know, man. Since mama hit me in the head with that rolling pin, I tell you. Vision's a little blurry. Uh, I forget people's names. Amen. But sometimes God, we're more apt to believe that God is further away than he is closer, aren't we? But the Bible tells us very clearly, the Bible says that they might feel him. So this is talking about people that aren't even saved. And the word here is uh, in the Greek is 5584. I'm not going to try and pronounce it. Okay, pastor's laughing. I will. All right. Passy la fue. <laughs> that's what it looks like there. I know it's not French, but that's the way it came out, people. <laughs> so this word, to, to they might feel after him, means to manipulate or verify by contact. Amen. I'm, I love playing basketball with Isaac. Amen. Uh, basketball for me, I know this is illegal, is a full contact sport. Amen. Uh, we, we got to play a little one-on-one one night. He beat me, uh, but uh, I think about like 40 times he mistook my head for the basketball. I had cauliflower ear the next day. Uh, I don't know if that's legal either, <laughs> but I tell you, he was making contact with his father. Amen. Every time. <laughs> oh, yeah, the ball's here. This is the ball. <laughs> uh, he did win. Amen. He did win. He's very good at basketball. But this is the idea here that sinners and saints alike, that God's not ever far away from us. Amen. You may feel like he's far away. You may feel like there's no hope for you. You may feel hopeless. Amen. But the Bible declares to us that all we have to do is reach out and make contact. Amen. He's never further than an arm away. Hallelujah. I mean, that should be encouraging to you tonight. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that though he be not far away from every one of us. It's a reiteration. He's not that far from us. Aren't you glad for that tonight? Amen. So we looked at God is able to speak. And secondly, God is not far from us. Hallelujah. That is a good thing this evening. Amen. Let's look at Luke 18, 35 through 43. How many know God can and will reveal himself to those who ask? How many believe that tonight? 
Amen. Some of us. Hallelujah. Everybody that came to pray in the prayer room believe that tonight. Amen. <laughs> the people that were in the prayer room believe this. Amen. It's so important that we pray and get a hold of God. But think about this man. Here's a man who's blind. Uh, the Bible talks about this man uh, as Jesus was going to Jericho. Here's a blind man. He's sitting there. And uh, obviously, blind people cannot see. He has not seen God. Has anybody here seen God? Please say no. I should. I got to remind myself not to ask questions like that because there's always the guy in the back row. <laughs> Every day, brother. You know. But I, we're safe tonight. Amen. I think. I don't know. Amen. But this is a reality here. This man is blind. He cannot see. He literally cannot see Jesus. Amen. He's very much like we are. Amen. There is a world that is unknown to him. It's the ability to see. It's the ability, even really honestly, to get into Jesus' presence. Jesus is walking by. He does not know where Jesus is. Amen? But there's something powerful about this scripture. It's a wonderful thing. We're going to read it quickly tonight. Uh, Luke 18, 35 through 53, or 43, excuse me. It says, as he drew near to Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. And hearing a crowd going by, he inquired what this meant. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. And he cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And those that were in front rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Verse 40 says, and Jesus stopped and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he came near, he asked him, what do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, recover your sight, your faith has made you well. And he immediately, he recovered his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. Amen. How many know this man got a miracle? Amen. This guy, think about this, he's unable to see. He doesn't even know what Jesus looks like. Uh, he's out there for, we don't know how long that he's been blind. He may have been born blind, but he's there. He's in a desperate need to uh, get a miracle. Amen. Never seen Jesus. Uh, and can you imagine standing there in the presence of Jesus? Jesus opens his eyes, and then lo and behold, he's looking at God himself. I mean, well, that is an absolute miracle. But I mean, know oh, that's a good picture of you and I sometimes. Amen. We think we're lost. Uh, we're having trouble. And then we get a hold of God, and all of a sudden, how many ever been there? Everything changes, and God helps you. Anybody here? Amen. It's like the blind man there, and we find ourselves in the presence of God. Hallelujah. It's what I love about Bible conference. My wife had a joke that wasn't very funny, but it's a pioneering joke, so only pioneering people get it. You guys want to hear it? We got to do something supernatural every three months, or we're going to kill each other. That's the joke. It's not really funny. But it's funny to pioneers because you get it. <laughs> you need, you got to go somewhere. Amen. You've got to go preach for somebody or you're going to lose. You. I mean, the chickens are going to fly out of the, ho the, the hooch, man. They're going to be gone. You're going to be standing there bucking and buck, 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 and be like, how are things going down there, brother? That's, that's what's going to come out of your face because you're losing your mind. Bible conference is so important. Amen. How many ever been like, oh, I don't think I can get there. It's just too much money. Oh, I don't even feel like a, and then something bad happens. You're like, I don't even want to go. How many ever been there, right? You got every excuse, right? You got kids vomiting, you know, one kid's bleeding out of his left ear. You know, if you blow hard enough, it'll come out the other ear. <laughs> 
And you got all these reasons not to go to conference. But you end up going to conference, and about Wednesday or Thursday, this is the way it is for me, I actually become normal. And I'm a little scared because the older and the longer I'm saved, it's kind of creeping towards Friday. And I'm thinking, if Jesus doesn't come back, how many more years do I go to conference and I come back still screwed up? Because I need that extra day somewhere. (laughs) How many know what I'm talking about? We need conference so bad. Why do we need Bible conference? Is it because we're going to go see the prophet, man? No, we're not Mormons, amen? We're not going to go see the prophet, but we're going to go see and get a hold of God in his presence. And how many going to get recalibrated, amen? We get stirred to do something for God again. We actually start liking the people that are in our church. Oh, I, I mean, uh, dang. Another pioneer joke. <laughs> I got a lot of them. <laughs> if you're going to pioneer, if you don't know how to laugh, you're going to die. <laughs> that wasn't a joke. That was, that was for free. <laughs> but this is a reality in life. We need to hear from God. If we don't hear from God, we're, we're a bunch of psychos. Amen. We are religious zealots. <laughs> Amen. This man cried out and heard something powerful from God. Amen. We need to move along. Amen. I want to look at the fact that God speaks, but how many know sometimes we're not interested in listening? Amen. This is a serious part. Now I've got to bring it down. Bring it down to where we live, Pastor. I'm trying, but man, it's, I, bending is not a forte right now. Amen. But think about this in Luke 12, 45 through 48. God speaks, and the Bible says we can reach out and grab a hold of Jesus. Amen. But why is it sometimes that he's so far away from us and we haven't heard from him in so long? And the honest reality is, in Luke 12, 47, the Bible says, uh, And that servant who knew his master's will, but did not get ready or act according to his will, will receive a severe beating. Amen. How many ready for a severe beating tonight? (laughs) Sounds like my dad. He's still 80, but I, I think he's still got that aluminum bat. Amen. Amen. But the Bible says, what about this? It says uh, that this servant knew his master's will, but did not prepare in one translation, it says, or act according to his will. How many know you're going to have a hard time serving God without God? Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. We come in here, we're serving God, we know to go to prayer. We know to do that. We know that we call every brother, brother and sister because we can't remember everybody's name. Amen. We, we, we have the outward appearance. Amen. But how many know there needs to be something on the inside where we're getting a hold of God for ourselves? Amen. And this is always a difficulty as a pastor. Amen. You could be like, I really don't want to be here. I'm in the wrong city. I mean, you, there's a thousand different things going through your head and yet there's people staring at you. Feed me. And you're like, I've been feeding you for nine years. You haven't changed one bit. I think you're a psycho. (laughs) No, not me. Feed me more. Yes, you. Out, I say. (laughs) Amen. God wants to help us tonight, amen, because we can know and hear God's voice. But how many know when you say no to God's voice, that does not go well for you? Amen. Some of you know the will of God, we can kind of we can kind of mess around with it, right? I don't know what the will of God is for your life. I have no idea. I have no idea if you're on track or off track. We we can play the game. We can come to church. Praise God, brother. Praise God. Amen. Oh glory. It's going. It's going. But you haven't said yes to Jesus in like three years. Come on, somebody. Amen. You're a hollow shell. If you how many here love religious people? Anybody here? You love religious people. 
you ever looked at the way Jesus talked to religious people? He absolutely slammed them, didn't he? You hypocrites. You whitewashed wall. You, you little jerks. I mean, and then, that, remember he goes, he gets invited to this guy's house like he's a priest, he's a higher up. And Jesus gets invited to the house and he starts slamming everybody. I remember that. And then the, he's slamming the Pharisees. I mean, he ain't letting up. He's just, he just, bap, bap, turn around, bap. And you're like, wow, that's really bad. And then you keep reading. And the scribes stand up and say, Lord, even you have offended us. And he's like, you know what? I have, bap, 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 back and forth. What a meal. Did anybody eat anything at that Seder? I don't think so. Come on, somebody. That, that was a, I don't know, man. That was a throwdown. Come over to my house and abuse everyone in it, Lord. Jesus said, all right, you want to go? I'll go. But who was he talking to? He was talking to people that had the outside appearance, but they hadn't heard from God in a long, long time. Amen. And if you'd be honest, that could be some of us tonight. Amen. Where do we get lost? How you know we're usually not too confused about what God said to us? If we'd be honest, right? And then we go to pastor and we play the game, you know, because it's what we got to do, pastor. You know, I'm just so confused, man, about the will of God and trying to figure out, you know, what's, what he wants me to do. And then pastors, you know, he, he does the best he can with you, you know. And, but on the inside, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing it. I've been called to preach. I know I was called to preach when I, when I just got saved. Did that freak anybody out? It freaked me out because I kind of know me a little bit, and that's a problem, <laughs> as you can see. Uh, but I'm like, there's no way in the world. The pastor gave me some letters, and they were letters. And I said, you know, I can never see myself preaching before a crowd. <laughs> Did anybody catch that? <laughs> now, how did that happen? Because of Jesus. Amen. But I was pushing off the call of God, man. Let somebody else do it. I got to live like a pastor? Oh, I don't know about all that. Amen. But God can help us. Amen. The problem is us wanting to do what God's told us to do. Amen. Doing what God has called us to do. How I many if we don't do that, that causes us to stumble? Amen. We get confused. How many have ever seen somebody off track? Amen. A brother or sister. And you're like, what's up with them? I've seen some people leave the fellowship. Amen. Pastors. I've had friends leave the fellowship. Oh, joy. I had one guy tell me, I'm leaving the fellowship. What am I supposed to tell him? Congratulations. You know, you've always been a blessing to me. It's so glad. I'm just, I'm just I'm so overjoyed. <laughs> what do, what I, how do I put this in words? I didn't know what to tell him. I'm like, that's insanity. That's crazy. You know what I did tell him? I said, did you talk to your pastor about it? Mm-mm-mm. You know what he said? No. Say, you got some problems, man. You got some headship problems. Amen. It's a sad thing. Amen. But people don't want to listen to God sometimes. How many know if anybody should hear from God, it should be us? Right? This church, we should be able to have people in here that hear from God. I mean, if we're not hearing from God, that's going to be a little bit odd for sinners. <laughs> right? I mean, most sinners don't hear from God, right? Most people that don't care anything about God aren't like, you know what? God just spoke to me. That was so wrong, bro. I need to repent. <laughs> they don't even know what repent is. If anybody's going to hear from God, it should be us. First Peter 2, 9 through 10 says that we are a royal priesthood. Amen. Think about that. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may claim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. 
Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Amen. How many know that's us? What? <laughs> yeah, you're a royal priest. How's how that feel? Uh, <laughs> is there any money in it? No. Not at all. Amen. <laughs> but if anybody should hear from God, how many know it's you? And you're thinking like, oh, man, that's not good. <laughs> but it can be good. Let me ask you some questions tonight, amen? Uh, when is the last time you heard from God? Amen. How I many know that's a good question to ask, isn't it? Let's, let's ask some guys in here in the front row. we got some young disciples. Last time you heard from God, what did he say? Anybody else? Sisters. Oh, we got some sisters over here. Wait just a minute here. No. Sisters? <laughs> oh, she lost her voice. <laughs> Is that what she said? <laughs> but think about it. Anybody getting here a little nervous? Alfredo? Right? I just, hey, the pastor's walking around. Amen. Hi, sister. How you doing? I'm not going to get too close. Right in the mouth. Right in the mouth. I saw the look. But amen. Does it make you a little nervous, me walking around? I'm just glad to be walking, to be honest with you. I got a gangster limp now. <laughs> Amen. But why are you nervous? Amen. Because in honesty, you're scrambling. Oh, here he comes. Oh, it was uh, 1974. God called me to uh, marry my wife. And uh, I mean, no, we should have a relatively recent something. And I'm sure some people here do because you probably went through something really horrible and God spanked you or taught you something. And you could testify right now. I want to thank God. And he spoke to me last night. Hallelujah. I saw the crystal cathedral. <laughs> but how many know we should be able to go to people and something should pop in your head. Amen. But if we be honest tonight, a lot of us perhaps, amen, we're like, uh, I don't know, bro. I don't know. That's my favorite answer. Why'd you do that? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Can you say anything else? Oh, no. <laughs> Amen. I'm not making fun of people. I'm, I'm making fun of people. There's a difference. <laughs> Amen. So think about this. The last time God spoke to you, did you do what he said? Oh, man, now it's getting all serious and stuff. Pastor, we appreciate, you know, trying to lift our spirits up. You know, our pastor's leaving. But uh, now you're getting serious, and we really appreciate if you let off the right pedal. Okay? That's a gas pedal for you people who don't know how to drive. <laughs> but when's the, la the last time God spoke to you, did you obey what he said? It's just a question. I mean, I'm not trying to meddle or anything like that. Amen? <laughs> Only you know the answer if you did or you did not. Amen? But how many know God wants to help us tonight? I'm not preaching this to condemn people because I've, I've gone years without never hearing from God. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Definitely some months, though. I probably had a few months where I'm like, uh, hello, I need some help. Amen. So how do we get back on track with Jesus? Amen. We're celebrating. Well, I don't know. Some of you are mourning. Uh, there, there's a difference. I mean, some people are happy. Some people are not so happy. Some people don't know what to think. Uh, Pastor and Cheryl are going to be leaving us, amen, going to Canada. So we're believing God to help them, amen. And so uh, looking out through the crowd, I'm not sure anyone's really happy. But, uh, <laughs> but that's okay. How many know we do the will of God? Amen. Pastor talked about jumping out of a perfectly good airplane. I prefer not to get in the airplane. <laughs> 
But they're doing something for Jesus. Amen. And we have to embrace that and let God help us. I mean, God wants to speak to you tonight. We're going to pray after the altar call. We're going to ask God to speak something to you. Amen. How many believe that God can speak something to, to you tonight? Amen. Now, it may be the same thing he's been speaking to you for six months, but at least tonight, we're going to look at something that could help you. Amen. So let's look at 1 Samuel 3.10 as we close this evening. 1 Samuel 3.10, we desperately need to hear from God. What is the trick, Pastor? How, how many here you ever backslidden? Anybody ever backslidden? Come on, let's get some honesty here. Come on. We want some testimonies. Amen. Amen. We got a brother in the back's honest. Al's, Al's honest. Amen. Where'd he go, Al? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> if we be honest, probably a lot of us have backslid more than anybody else knows. The people laughing are guilty. Who laughed over here? <laughs> I'm, I'm losing my hearing, but something really was quacking over here. <laughs> it was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> there it was again. Who is it? I can't see. Oh, it's one of the children, I guess. <laughs> but how many know? Amen. God can help us tonight. Amen. We need to hear God's calling for our life. How do we get back on track? Have you ever wondered that when you backslide? Isn't that one of the hardest things in the world? How is God ever going to use my life again? Amen. I want to encourage you. Think about David. Quick story. David numbers the army and uh, brings a curse on Israel and Judah, I believe. Not supposed to measure the army. I think it's actually perhaps in Leviticus. I'm not sure. But you're not supposed to measure the army. You're supposed to believe God. David numbers the army. Even Joab, I believe, was the commander. He told him, David, don't do this. They go out for months. They measure the army. It's like 1.3 million men. That's a, that's a big army, amen, even in today's standards. Measures it. And then God says, you know what? You shouldn't have done that. Uh, there's three, 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 three different ways to figure this out, David. You know, I can, I can kill you this way, kill you this way, or kill you this way. <laughs> Either way, David was going to pay. So you know what David picks? David picks uh, pestilence to come over uh, the, the nation. It may have been the city of Jerusalem. I can't quite remember. But you know how many people die in that? Anybody remember the number? If I remember correctly, was it 70,000? 70,000 people lose their lives because David gets interested in knowing how big his army is. 70,000 people. How do you recover from that? Think about that. You're the king, King David, David and Bathsheba. <laughs> Anybody remember that story? Right? How did he recover and still do something for God? And the answer is tonight, it's not a heavy answer. The answer is he decides, you know what? I'm going to get back on track. I'm going to do the will of God. That's it. That's the answer. That's how a backslider can be out for 15 years, come back in, and God can do something wonderful in their lives. And you're like, whoa. Ha, what, eh. And you're still sitting there going, you know, I don't, I don't know if I could tithe. <laughs> this, this guy's throwing stuff in the plate, man. He's being blessed. Uh, he's back on track. Isn't that encouraging tonight? Maybe there's some old farts. I mean, some old people in here. I'm so sorry. Amen. <laughs> I think I'm almost there. <laughs> Amen. But I use gas pills. Um, <laughs> but here's the reality. You're getting older, man. The clock's ticking. Tick, 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 tick. You know, I'm almost 50 years old. I can count through people that are no longer around. Amen. It's sad. Pastor knows more people than me. Pastor Pinnock knows more people than me that have been in the ministry for years. How I many know you, you've got to be able to get a hold of God for yourself and say, God, you know what? I'm going to align myself with your will. I still can do something for you, even in my latter years. I'm going to believe that tonight. 
What, how do you do that? The way you do that is you say yes to what God is speaking to you about. Amen? It's not complicated. For some people, it could be make church three times a week. Other people, it's like you haven't tithed in two years. You're still struggling. God wants to bring a breakthrough. So let's look at very quickly, 1 Samuel 3.10. How do we get back on track? Because believe me, I have been off track. <laughs> I don't know how many years or um, how many times in the last 25-something years, but God is able to get me back on track. 1 Samuel 3.10. Do we have that tonight? There it is. Amen. It says, now you know the story here, Samuel is going to Eli. Uh, Samuel's a young child. He's thinking Eli's calling him, and finally Eli tells him how to respond to God. That's pretty pathetic, isn't it? He's got a backslidden priest, has to tell this young man how to get a hold of God. This is the third time God speaks to him, I believe. It says, and the Lord came and stood and called, as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, speak, for thy servant heareth. Think about that. God was willing to speak to Samuel, and the Bible tells us why. Because Samuel was a servant and he heard what God said. That means that before Samuel heard what God wanted him to do, Samuel had a heart that said, you know what, God, just speak to me and I'll do it. Amen? And isn't that what Pastor and Cheryl have done? Amen? I mean, remember that. He was in prayer. Pastor Warner tells you to do something. Do it. Did I have it right? And what did he do? He did it. But he had the heart before the command came down. This is what needs to happen. This is what we're going to do as a fellowship. Amen? Servant's heart. Amen. How many want to hear from God tonight? I believe God can help us tonight and that God's not done. Let's bow our heads, amen, this evening for just a moment in this place. Uh, God can do wonderful things in this place. Amen. There's people in this place you desperately need to hear from God. Uh, we're going to pray. We're going to ask God to help us tonight and see what else God's God has for us this evening. But quickly, you're in this place. You don't have a relationship with God. Amen. You, you, if you died right now, you don't know where you are going. I had an unfortunate experience years ago. I had a soldier die in my hands. His eyes closed, quit breathing uh, in my lap. It was a horrible experience. We don't all live forever. Just a week ago, there's a, somebody I, at my job... Um, had worked there previously. One of my other people I worked with saw him last Saturday. He died in his sleep the next day. Uh, you don't have tomorrow. You're young in this place. You say, man, I, I got my whole life. You do not have your whole life. The Bible says it's appointed on the man once to die, and then the judgment. God does not want to judge you. God does not want to destroy you. But God does want a relationship with you. You were born to worship and to serve Jesus. Amen. He loves you. He's got a plan for you tonight. Maybe that's you in this place. You say, you know, if I die tonight, I have no idea where I'm going. But you know what? I want Jesus in my life. I want an opportunity. I want to know what, who God is. Amen. You'd raise your hand this evening. Amen. We want to pray with you. We're not trying to embarrass you. Anybody at all. So, you know, I've never prayed a prayer to receive Jesus, but I want to tonight. Here's my hand. Amen. Gentlemen in the back there, you're looking up at me. You want to serve Jesus? Amen. God's got a calling on you. You say, ah, it's a little weird. It's not too cool. But you know what? God's got a plan for you, brother. You want to come this morning, this, this evening? We want to pray with you. Grab all three of them. Amen. 
grab all three of them. Let God help you. Amen. Anybody else? Say, you know what? I want to serve God tonight. I'm not saved. I don't have Jesus in my life. Let God help you this evening. Amen. Anybody at all? Maybe you've backslidden. Prayed a prayer to receive Jesus, but you've walked away. People do it all the time. You say, you know what? I want to come back to Jesus. I'm a backslider. I haven't heard God speak in a long time. You know, it'll start when you get real with God and you say, you know what? I'm done playing games. I want to serve Jesus. Pastor, here's my hand. Would you pray for me? Anybody here? You're backslidden. You're not living for God. You want to make it right tonight. I'm telling you, God can get you back on track. Amen. God can get you back on track. Anybody at all? Amen. In this place. Uh, praise God. We're going to open these altars, saints. I want you to come ask God to speak to you tonight. And we're going to do one more thing this evening and believe God to help us. Amen. Uh, these altars are open. Let's ask God for help tonight. Amen. Ask God to speak to your life. Speak to your heart. Amen. Let God help you in this place. Uh, Amen. And we have some young men come down and pray to receive Jesus this evening. Amen. Believe in God to help them. Hallelujah. Amen. As we sing a song this evening. Hallelujah.